Are you new to the indie publishing world? Do you want to know if self-publishing is right for you? You've come to the right place, where you'll find tips, tricks, and the answers to the questions you've always had about writing, marketing, and self-publishing. Welcome to the Hot Mess Writer's Life. Help for the indie author with me, Lynn Howard. Hey, y'all. It's Lynn Howard. Welcome back to a Hot Mess Writer's Life. Help for the indie author. Okay, so... I told you guys last week that I have a condition called vestibular migraines. I get Botox for said condition. I have a neurologist who I adore, and we're going to call him Dr. A. I believe it was either the first or second visit Dr. A told me that he's always wanted to write a book because once you tell people you're an author, you get that a lot. I've always wanted to write a book. I want to write a book. He said he wanted to write a science fiction book. So I'm super excited. I love to coach people. No, I don't charge for it. It's not one of those things. I just, I love to give the tips and help them learn from my mistakes, if you will. So I saw him again. This has been three months between each visit. Dr. A has not started writing his book. So of course I asked him, why not? And he's like, I get excited and I want to go write it and I never do. And so I decided today we're going to discuss how to get motivated to finally sit down and start that book. It may not be your first book, it may be your second book, third book, 20th book. Whatever, I am going to help you get motivated to sit down and start and finish, because that's the key point here, your book. I have published, I believe it's 35 books under three pen names at this point. So yeah, I kind of know a little bit about starting and finishing books. I've published 17 books in two years. That's a lot of writing, it's a lot of writing. So we're gonna start with, to me, the most important thing. Make a schedule. I say that a lot of my YouTube videos. Making a schedule is imperative when it comes to writing. I don't care if it's five minutes before you go to work. I don't care if it's 10 minutes before you go to bed. But if you set a schedule, it'll become muscle memory for your body. Just like when you get in a car, you automatically put on that seatbelt. You don't think about it, your body just does it. If you make a schedule and you stick to it, even if you write two words each time at the beginning, Your body will equate sitting down at that time to time to write. And if you want to call it your muse, it'll help wake up your muse. Your body knows we're sitting down. It's time to write. My number two is designate a spot and or tools. Now, right now I have an office, which actually used to be my son's room. Um, But in the beginning, I wrote on the family computer in the living room where everybody else was. I would put on a set of headphones and put music softly to block out their noise, but that's where I would write. Or I would take a notebook out on the back porch, only the back porch. Eventually it morphed into writing on my bed with a laptop. That was my spot and it was that spot for two years. And each time I've designated a spot, that's where my body knows it's time to write. If you need to take a notebook into the bathroom with you, because that's the only time you get privacy, keep it that way for a while. Make that your schedule and make that your designated spot. If you need to sit at the kitchen table with a notebook or a laptop, you know, while your kids are eating dinner or taking a bath, you know, whatever, make that your designated spot. Eventually it becomes muscle memory. Okay, we're sitting down at this time with this tool in this place. Your body just starts getting into the groove and it knows it's time to sit and write. My number three tip, set realistic goals. You know, you're not going to get 5,000 words written in 10 minutes. Make your goal, I'm going to write nonstop for 10 minutes. Or I'm going to write 100 words before I get up. I write full time, so I make my goals a little bit bigger. But I also have the YouTube channel, you guys here. You know, I have all these different things going on right now. 
plus the disability, so sometimes I move a little bit slower. But I always set a goal for myself. I may not always hit that goal, but I get as close as possible. If I set a goal of 4,000 words one day and I get a migraine or my vertigo acts up, obviously I'm not gonna hit that, but I try to get as close as possible, but I always sit down at the same time in the same place to write. So the words do come out. Going into that, do not self-edit as you're writing. Do not go back and check your words, spit the whole thing out at one time. And let me tell you, if this is your first book, because those of us have been writing for a while know this, it's going to suck. The first draft always sucks. I said in the last past podcast that I made the mistake of not getting an editor, a proofreader, betas. I had one person read over it and I published my first draft. And as you can imagine, it was awful. It was terrible. It got dragged, and I am embarrassed that I ever put that out. But hey, it was my first book. I didn't know the rules yet. I didn't know about the podcast because I didn't bother doing my research before starting this whole indie journey that I'm on. Do not self-edit. Get through that first draft, spit out all your ideas, and move on. You can go back later when the book is finished and you've typed the end and correct things. My number four, limit distractions. Obviously, that's not always doable. Um, my One of my children moved back home, my adult children, and he brought a dog. Now, I love dogs, I have two myself. This is a Westie, an old Westie, a 15-year-old Westie. And again, I love her, she's adorable, I call her my grandbaby. However, she's growling at my old girls and I have one who's kind of crotchety, she's a crotchety old bee, and I'm scared she's gonna bite the small dog. And if I keep her in the room, where my son is, she barks nonstop, barks and barks and barks. There are times we can't limit the distractions. We have kids, we have babies, we have pets. There are some things we can't do, but we can turn the ringer off through the phone. We can set the phone maybe across the room so we're not tempted to look at TikTok or you know Facebook or whatever. We can turn off the TV if that's a distraction for you. I personally like background noise, whether it's a movie, a TV show that I've seen, not one that I haven't seen because then you focus too much on it, but just background noise, probably because there was five of us growing up and then I had three kids and a house full of animals, but I like background noise. But if you find it a distraction, turn it off. Or if you need to move your designated spot to a less chaotic area, maybe to your porch, a spot in the basement, or in the bathroom and close the door, let people think you're in there doing your business, Limit those distractions. The next one is develop a routine. Now that goes along with making a schedule and designating a spot, but you want this to become a habit, an actual routine. My routine, I talk to my mom in the morning for almost an hour. I don't know why we do that. We never run out of things to say. We talk for an hour, I drink my coffee. I go in and take the last of my medications because I have like these big old horse pills that are you know supplements. I'm showing you guys with my fingers like you can see it. I switch over to my ice water, I go into the cave, I get out my pen and my notes for anything that I might have written the night before, and then I pull out my page, I read the last couple paragraphs just to remind myself where I was, you know, I've got my TV on and everything, and I start writing, 10 a.m. every day. I may get up, currently it's 11-11, make a wish. I may get up, you know, and, and break this up, but I always sit down at 10 in the morning. That is my time. And then because I do have to get up a lot, I do, you know, take a lot of breaks, but I always get my word count in. Not always. I shouldn't say always. That's a lie. As much as I can, I get my word count in. But develop a routine so it goes into 
you know, teaching your body it's time. You know, you grab that specific pen or that specific notebook. You know, it's a routine that you want to create a habit, basically. The next one, keep notes. If you, I, I have one of those note things, um, apps or whatever in my phone. And if I'm not near paper and pen, I write notes in there. So if I'm laying on the couch because of a migraine or it's just the end of the day or I'm out with my mom, I'll put notes in there. I say out with my mom because she drives me around. She's my Uber because I can't drive most times. But I have a thousand notebooks in this house, and I'm probably not even exaggerating, that I write notes in. Now, obviously, I have to go hunt them down sometimes, but keep notes for when you're not writing. And that leads into develop a plot line and get as detailed as you need to be. I'm not a plotter. I'm kind of a planter, a plotzer. I have the basics. I know my characters inside out. I can tell you their favorite color, even if I don't use it in a book. I know them to the point that I can hear their voices. And then I have act one, two, and three, but it's not detailed. I know the inciting incident, how the story is going to open. I know the middle part, you know, this is where they're going to do this. And I know the end of the book. I don't plot out because that's not how I work. That's not how my creative side works. I'm more of a pantser when it comes to that, but get as detailed as you need to get yourself ready and excited to sit down and write that book. And then treat your writing like a business. Even if this is a side hobby, treat it like a business. Because if you want to become published, whether traditionally or like I do and what this channel is for, an indie or a self-published, you have to treat it like a business because it is a business. Every aspect of writing is a business. You know, you have to set these goals just like you would at work. You know, you get an assignment from your boss, you got to finish finish it in X amount of time, right? You are going to get paid for these books. Now, listen, more than likely, you're not going to pay, get paid much in the beginning. We've all gone through that. I remember when I hit $200 a year and I was so excited. You're going to have to pay taxes on that. So you're going to want to keep receipts. If you get swag, if you buy your paperback books, anything related to your writing at all, is part of your business. Keep those receipts. You're going to get a 1099 at the end of the year, whether it's from Smashwords, Amazon, or through your publisher, you're going to have to pay taxes on that. So make sure you're treating it like a business and you're saving receipts so that you have your write-offs. You know, I get to use my cell phone in my office space because I am indie and this is my full-time job. Well, and you guys. So I guess we'll count that as part of my full-time job. But the more you treat it like a business, the more apt you are to force yourself to sit down at that time, to make that routine, to make that schedule, to create your little mini office or mobile office. It, you don't have to have a home office to become a writer. Um, one of my favorite authors actually wrote at this little almost vanity looking thing in her bedroom, you know, in a, in a single wide mobile home. Um, and like I said before, I used to sit on my bed with my laptop on my lap. And I had I had a seven foot iguana who would act like a cat and try to crawl up while I was writing. There was my distraction. I'd have to lift him off my lap. But if you treat it like a business, you're more likely going to sit down and create those words. Because here's the thing, the book's not gonna write itself. It doesn't matter how excited you are about the characters. It doesn't matter how often you talk about them. It doesn't matter how often you dream about them or how much you plot. If you don't write the book, it's not going to get written. It's not going to finish itself. You have to push yourself into this. Create 
that pattern, create that routine, and designate that spot to write the book. It's not a job if you're not doing it. It's not a book if you haven't written it. So that's what I've got for you guys today. Make sure you check out my website at www.lynnhowardbooks.com and a Facebook page for us to exchange tips and questions will be coming soon. So until next time, bye.